From the PSI ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, and we are traveling the world with Scott Anfang, who is still in New Zealand while we're here in the States. Uh, and tonight, what a great guest you have. Shuliang from uh, China is with you, correct? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Andy Shulong. Su Shulong. Is that correct? Yeah, it's close. Close. Yeah. Did, did I even come close, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> but we also call him Andy. Yeah, okay. easier. <laughs> so, okay, I guess we'll go with Andy tonight. Did, did I come close, Andy? Did, did you come close? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll live with that then. So, Scott, <laughs> how do you meet these great people down in uh, New Zealand? Uh, well... The school down here is very international, and we, we obviously try to attract talent from all over because the guests the guest pool here is, is very broad. And uh, so we just get uh, a lot of different characters and a lot of different people from around the world. And uh, today, obviously, we're lucky to be talking with Andy here. And Andy is actually uh, an ASI member. He's got his level one um, ASI and his level one PSIA. He also has his Cassie level two, um, and he has a unique story uh, that goes along with all this certification process um, that I'd like to uh, get in a conversation about with him. We would love to hear all about it. Cool. So I guess Andy, let like just thinking back about getting involved. What was kind of your first snow sports experience? Well, actually, you know, like back to. Uh, 2015. Uh, you you guys doing the examination over there in China? Uh, yeah, in China. Yeah. Like my first time is like working for Matthew Ski School. Still remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was uh, there doing a trainee, and after one month of practicing on skiing, and then uh, Dave Gregory. Dave Gregory. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's our examination, and I was starting to translate for him, and I took the examination later as well. So you translated before you actually sat as a participant. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's really good. The same happened uh, for snowboarding. Same, yep. Yeah. Did some translating work and then got involved and wanted to uh, do some teaching. Yeah. And certification. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, uh, I didn't have much idea about snow sport. It's like I was very lucky to have you guys and then you doing examination over there and then... Uh, I could translate and I learned a lot of things. So I, I was lucky to get all this information yeah. from the examination. Very cool. And then uh, was that, so that was your first introduction to kind of snow sports and instruction in general? Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, how did you actually get involved in the, in the translating side of it? How did that come about? Well, it's like, just like, kind of accident accident right? <laughs> they, uh, the school in Chongli was because uh, the business is blooming and they need a lot of instructor and they even hire that people know nothing about snow sport and I was lucky because I have a, a friend working there before yep. for the first season and then he's just like hey why not like we're doing outdoor stuff in the summertime yep and then it's like why hey come over here we have like skiing and like what was what yeah, is skiing? What is skiing? What's snowboarding? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I do I did can speak uh, some English. Yeah. And uh, you guys are doing the 
examination over there with this so they need the translator and i was just lucky yeah that's awesome sometimes luck is the best option right yeah when it works in our favor yeah that's really cool so uh other than doing um translating work for psia and asi have you done translating for other certification yeah i also translated for cassie and espionzi Oh yeah, and then uh, I really I am about to take the level three from uh, Aspianzi. Yeah, well. we were talking about that a little earlier, uh -huh. and that's that's the interesting story that I I think is awesome is <laughs> getting involved in snow sports through a translating opportunity, mm -hmm. then getting a level one in ASI, then getting a level two in Cassie, and now going through your training and your courses for your level three in New Zealand. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you're like the globally certified <laughs> process person. Um, how, how's that journey been for you? Well, uh, actually, I'm quite uh, more fami familiar with uh, ASI and PSIA and Espionzi. Not much about Cassie. Yeah. I took it just, uh, just because it, it was cheap in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Not not because it's cheap, cheap. Because I was working for the resort, and the resort uh, was yeah. holding the examination from Cassie. So through the resort, you got offered yeah, a discounted yeah. price, yeah, so yeah, it made it attractive. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then, uh, so then going from ASI to Cassie, now to SBINZ, what's that all? What what are the big differences, and what is that process like as a as a participant? Well, actually, the most of the parts are quite similar, especially like uh, ASI and SBND. But yeah. like for Cassie, I didn't spend uh, too much time studying it actually, and I think for me, I really enjoyed ASI and SBND. It's like simple, yeah, simple and just very clear, logical. I think simple like simple as in easy to get, or mm, simple as in understanding it. Understanding and and uh, <laughs> easy to get. Like yeah. there were a lot of informations for Cassie, so a lot, a lot, a lot of details. Sometimes like, oh man, that was too much. Got it. Too mm. much at one go. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then, um, so as your certification has been kind of all over the the, the globe in terms of organizations and training um how many schools have you actually worked for like different snow sports schools wow <laughs> a lot a lot and not not a lot like most of them are in china most in china yeah, yeah but i or one snow sports school it's like they're independent they're not belong to any of the resort so it wasn't tied to a resort which mm. is something pretty common in china right yeah it is it is there are a lot of schools doing a business like that and the second one is similar. Yeah. And the third one, I was working for one of the biggest resort in China, a Secret Garden. Secret Garden, yep. Yeah. Which and is where the Olympic stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. They will hold like the snowboard and half like freestyle. Yeah, events, yeah, correct? yeah. That's really cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So some differences in schools, and obviously you're working here with us and uh, at the Remarkables in New Zealand yeah. this year. Um, how, how's your experience been down here? Wow, it was amazing. <laughs> Dude, that's like so different because like you when you're working in China, actually you don't have much chance to go snowboarding or skiing. Yeah. Like when you're not working, they just take your season pass away. 
and then you just what you uh, need to do is stay inside indoor like a very big room and everybody's and just wait to get assigned to work yeah that's oh, yeah. really horrible that's the worst part of like working, working in, in China. China yeah we have to buy our own season pass for another resort to go snowboard you can't ride where you work <laughs> no oh. yeah that sucks so that's and, a different little bit of a different setup than uh than how we operate maybe here in new zealand or even in in the states uh, uh yeah like in new zealand here i can ride every time i want when i'm not working but like in china it's very strict that that like most of the time when even you're free that you're not allowed to uh, go riding or skiing they just uh, keep your season pass in the place and well we did have some uh, like group training but it's very rare so i really enjoyed like working here so you're getting out and doing some more training here and getting some more free riding and uh, how's that are you are you feeling like better more like what's going on are you do you feel some improvement and confidence happening or yeah, I really enjoy the high quality training here, and uh, with a lot of like pieces of crime on, on, on my own. Yeah, that I really improve a lot. And and, and uh, here we have so many good snowboarders and skiers, like they're like all train trainers level. Yeah, and there's a lot of things uh, to learn from them. That's really cool. That's awesome. And then uh, recently, I know you were uh, in your level three workshop. Uh, with SBINZ and you were coming to me about like some of the things you've been working on and learning and and uh, t Tell me a little bit about th about that whole process. Well, this uh, last month like first time I was taking the Intimidated intimidated like oh man, that was f too far away from me <laughs> like too difficult where you were in your ability Yeah, you yeah, it was uh, far? yeah almost everything like the the free ride and the, like the the down on weighties, yeah. like movement patterns, high performance carving. I haven't like practiced them or learned from anybody like properly. Yeah, it's like it was uh, it's not it was not a good experience. Like didn't... I didn't enjoy it that much because like I was thinking like, whoa man, I was paying eight hundred dollars to do this, <laughs> and I didn't I couldn't learn much because. Everything just go uh, went fast. Yeah, and it's, and now that know. you're beyond it and past it, do do you, does your opinion change? Do you do you think there was value in that eight hundred dollars yeah, yeah, experience? Like, sure. Like after that, actually, it give my uh, give me a general idea about the examination. It's not that detail, but it's overall. And like I have the uh, when I look back, and now I'm. Uh, going to like uh, maybe more focus on the details and practice uh, on focus tests that really help a lot and with that experience I know my direction so yeah. I could check the menu or ask people uh, about it and practice uh, one by one and awesome mm -hmm. so you've talked a little bit about riding here in New Zealand the different processes all that stuff um, I'm curious if you got any good um, interesting teaching stories of uh anything that's happened here in new zealand with different guests maybe maybe from different cultures you know being mm, like yeah anything interesting or funny happen out there too? yeah yeah like the teaching and learning style is so different uh, from in china 
Yeah. You've been in China before. You know, like the Chinese student always quiet. Yeah. When you ask him question, nobody just like raise their hands. Yeah. Like I was, I was like uh, attending to uh, uh, like answer a lot of question when I was uh, in China, but like here, everybody's like raising hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very quick. And then, like quick is in the the, the conversations. Yeah, the com- conversations and uh, everybody's thinking about it and really shout it out. Yeah, like Chinese people just getting used to uh, be quiet and focus on the listening. So the participation and the dynamics of how a group works, you, you see, is is being a little bit different. Yeah, very different. Very different. Mm. Interesting. That that's. The- that's pretty cool perspective that uh, yeah. I don't think everybody gets to experience. Yeah, and I also uh, changed my teaching style here yeah. because I need also. to ask a lot of questions to how uh, ask students how they feel and uh, like a lot of questions, more question-based learning. Instead, in China, they just waiting for answer. Waiting for answer. It's just like part of the culture. <laughs> mm. So you're really recognizing some of the culture cultural differences yeah. um, being out in front of the group in uh, in an instructor position it is that's cool mm-hmm. hey uh, something else just just uh, as we're talking here we mentioned Olympics and, and things like that with, with secret garden what, what do you in China in, in terms of the snow sports like I know there's a big push to grow participation mm-hmm. and there's this big aim towards uh, increasing numbers and there's a lot of new resorts opening and yeah and all that what, what do you what, what you what do you think's happening and going to happen after the Olympics in terms of uh, snow sports in China well I, I think after the Olympic Games I think uh, um, we still will uh, the business will still growing because for now because uh, the government put a lot of effort to uh, get ever get more people onto the sport yeah and it's like now it's getting real big some of the like the the clubs or the company they going very strong and a lot of new people join in every year it's like I feel like even after the Olympic Games still more people will go on snow. Yeah, because you hear all the time, like, oh, they're just doing it to get to the Olympics, and, and then after that, it's going to die and fade away. And uh, I think that once you learn to snowboard, it's it's in mm. your soul, and, <laughs> and you're a part of it. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can give it up. Is that going to be yeah, true yeah. in China? I think so, because uh, in my opinion, like, many people would just fall in love with it. Yeah. Like, uh, at the first beginning, maybe not many people know it, since now many people know it and they will you know just like share it and then more people will come back yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's super cool um how about the future for you in terms of, of snow sports outside of this season what's what's next for andy uh i probably i might go to japan yeah. if i uh, can get a visa it's already on processing oh yeah uh, so hopefully you started the process already yeah, yeah. Nice. i hope it will work out Otherwise, I, I might go back to China and teach in China again. Maybe do some more translating for you guys. Yeah, lots more work. Uh-huh. But you're definitely staying involved. Yeah, sure. It's been a good journey for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's truly really awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for uh, hanging out with us today, Andy. George, how you doing over there, man? Sounding great. Loving this. And I'm really enjoying Marvin Gaye in the background. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, do you have anything that you want to ask either Andy or myself? 
Uh, you know, I've got so many questions for Andy. I want to have you back on again. I really want to talk about uh, what it's like teaching in China. I would love to just have a show with you. Yeah, we'll do more for sure. Yeah, cool. So, Scott, Andy, I want to throw it back yeah. to you. I just I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us, Andy. Yeah, sure. Anytime. Thank you very much. Well, thanks a lot, George. We'll be in touch and talk soon, man. All right, from uh, the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, but uh, and also from New Zealand, Scott Anfang, Andy Sue joining us on First Chair. Thanks so much. Thanks, George. Have a Thanks, good night, George. Man.